There is no might to it. Obedience costs you. Right. Because you and me and everybody listening, we all want to we all want to live in our flesh. Right. So that's what it costs. It mm-hmm. costs us sacrificing our fleshly desires so that we could live holy and acceptable unto God. Welcome to the Walk 365 Podcast, where lifelong friends and Christians, Richie Carter and Minister Mike, are on a mission to grow their daily relationship with God. Join them as they walk you through the Bible in 365 days. If you're ready, let's jump into your daily dose of the walk. What's up, Mike? What's going on, Rich? Man, we're closing in on the end of uh, season two, man. It's getting closer and closer, man. We're now at book 11 of 12, mm. Nehemiah. Man, come a long way. Yeah. You know, Nehemiah was kind of like a, a half and half book with Ezra that we talked about on the last lap. Yeah, we, we, we broke that down a little bit for, the, for uh, ourselves and for the people. Right, right. So um, how was your week? It's good. It was good. I'm enjoying this uh, summer break out the classroom, <laughs> away, from, right. away from the away from the children, gotcha. the blessed children. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> well, all right, you ready to get this lap going, man? Man, I got them laced up. I got some new socks on today. I got the same shoes from last week, but I bought some new socks. Hey, sometimes you know you put a, walk a hole in the other ones. Yeah, man. <laughs> We've done some pretty good walking so far. We have. And you know what? It's like you take a step. You don't realize how far you've come right. until you look over your shoulder and you just take a look at that distance and the strides get Man. a little easier. I'm just looking at my midsection. You know? <laughs> <laughs> getting fit. I'm getting a little fit, man. Spiritually fit. Spiritually fit. Mm. So let's let's get ready and get ready and get this lap going. Man, let's go. All right. Nehemiah. 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 So um, this... So I want to start this, man. Well, I mean, we talk about, I mean, we know, okay, we know Ezra, uh, the priest, uh, uh, was one of the authors. Um, Nehemiah was the author. He he wrote it, but, but they believe that it may have been touched up, edited a little bit by right. by Ezra. You know? okay. So that, like I said in the last lap, these uh-huh. two these two were contemporaries. They their paths or their years overlap at some point. Right. So they um you know their writings and their experiences are comparable. Uh-huh. And um uh, the audience again, <clears throat> we're talking about the Jews who are returning from their exile. Right. Um. We know that the temple was already built. And now they're finally going to work on uh, the exterior, the wall, right. wall portion of of the city uh, of Jerusalem. So I guess Ezra. So I guess this book is really written to show the restoration process for the future generations. Yeah, what went into it? You know, what right. did we endure um, uh, during this process? There, there's more to it 
than 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 just what's what meets the eye. There's there are some underlying principles right. that we can uh that we can grow from and that we can that we can feed ourselves from spiritually uh to get ourselves through some situations. All right. So we broke this down into two sections pretty much. All right. The rebuild mm-hmm. you know, of the wall pretty much mm-hmm. and then the revival. All right. So uh chapters one through seven comprise of the uh of the rebuild. Okay. So uh Nehemiah was a was a cupbearer. A cupbearer. Right. And see that's really a high, you know, a high position, high authority position. Okay. You know. Because what does the cupbearer do? You know. I mean, he takes a he, he take a sip of the wine. Right. Makes sure ain't nothing wrong with it. Right. So that the king don't get poisoned. <laughs> don't get poisoned. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. Cuz I'm sure some people tried, you know, to Poison the king if they could. I'm know. sure several kings were poisoned. Right. I mean, because if you look back at kings and, right. it, and those uh, those recordings, you know, you know that you had some of those kings that lasted for two weeks, seven right. days. You know, they didn't make it that long. They didn't have a cupbearer. They didn't have a cupbearer. <laughs> <laughs> or they didn't have the right cupbearer. The right cupbearer. Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. But Nehemiah was a godly man. He knew the Bible mm-hmm. and he knew his God even better. Okay. You know, if he were called to do something, obedience was the only available option, you know. Well, that's good to know. Right. Now, Nehemiah had heard through the grapevine <laughs> that um, <laughs> oh, what was so, going on in Jerusalem. so many jokes right there. God. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he I heard the grapevine. <laughs> I just see some raisins coming right in across our little screen. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> Go ahead, man. But he heard through the grapevine what was going on in Jerusalem. And it didn't sit well with the soul. But instead of complaining and worrying, you know, mm-hmm. what would a God-fearing man do? He's well, going to pray. Yeah, he's going to pray. And so he prayed about it. All right. And God answered. Hmm. Okay. The king gave Nehemiah permission, power, materials, and money. Not again. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. To go and rebuild the wall of Jerusalem. Hold up. Wait a minute. You're telling me another king. Another king. That's got these people held captive. But he loves some Nehemiah, though. <laughs> Man, this is some God. Let me tell you, God works in some mysterious ways. Amen. Yeah. But you, you guys ought to see. I mean, he these people, these are the captives. Right. And he's moving on the hearts of the people that have them captive. Right. To, to let them go. That's, that's what God does. Go on, Rich. Talk about it. So God will use, you know, he will he will use odd people hmm. to do his job. Amen. So he doesn't have to call on. The people who we think he's going to call on all the time. He calls on everybody. Mm. Amen. Everybody's able. Everybody's able. To do the job. All right. So, again, the king gave, basically gave him the power and authority and everything he needed to uh, get that wall built. Mm-hmm. And the people in Ezra, you know, they, uh, the, the, the temple is already built. Correct. And that, that's the key part. Mm-hmm. Now, the people in Nehemiah are going to rebuild the wall around okay. the city. All right. So just like in Ezra, mm-hmm. we got conflict. We got conflict. Okay. You know, just like in Ezra. Enemies didn't want to see the construction of the wall. Right. You know, Nehemiah was sensing that, you know, the enemies might move from an emotional attack mm-hmm. to, you know, to a physical attack. Okay. Because they was getting threatened. Ah, uh, okay. So what did he do? He armed some of the, the builders as guards and encouraged the people to continue to work. Man. Uh, like if you go to uh, like Nehemiah four fourteen, yeah, read that for me, Mike. Nehemiah four fourteen. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Nehemiah 
Uh, let's see. 4 and 14. I'm turning these leaves. 4 and 14. It says... Where'd it go? There it is. After I looked things over, I stood up and said to the nobles, the officials, and the rest of the people, don't be afraid of them. Remember the Lord who is great and awesome and fight for your brothers, your sons, and your daughters, your wives, and your homes. So Nehemiah had the first Remember the Titan speech. <laughs> hey, fight. Yeah, fight. 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 All right. Okay. You know. All right. So um, I guess from there, the the enemy, he was plotting to kill Nehemiah many, many times. Mm-hmm. But but Nehemiah never fell for yeah, it. He didn't fall for the okie doke. He didn't fall for the okie doke. No. So, and check this out, man. Yeah. We talking about, we talking about the, uh, the city of Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. All right. And where the temple is. A lot of gates. A lot of gates. Right. A lot of, this is stonework. Stonework. Okay. Hard work. Right. Enemies coming from all different directions. Yeah. Because, I mean, even in the scriptures, it says that they built with one hand and had their swords in the other. Right. They, so, that's kind of like, you know, like doing COVID, you know. Yeah. You might have a workforce of, let's say, 100 people. Right. But because of the enemy or uh-huh. the disease, uh-huh. only 50 can work. And 50 going to do the garden. Right. So that really should take you instead of, if it would take you normally 100 days to get the job done. Yeah. It should take you 200 days now. But check this out. Yeah. They built this wall mm-hmm. in 52 days. Hmm. 52 days. Right. That's not even two months. Right. Man, the people of Israel finished that wall. Mm-hmm. The surrounding people knew. Right. They knew this had to be, had to be the work of God. Right. Man, that 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 is com- that is just totally, totally awesome. Right. Man. And that's how the rebuild was done. Man. So now let's get to the revival. Okay. All right. So that's going to be, that's going to take us through uh, chapters 8 through 13. Right. Now, cha- starting around chapter 8, Ezra and Nehemiah joined forces. Mm-hmm. And bring a revival to teach the people what's needed in order to receive the blessing of the Lord upon the new Jerusalem. Right. What and the result, uh, they had to they had to confess their sins. They the covenant was renewed. Mm-hmm. They took a vow to follow the Torah. Right. And they had great celebrations. All is good. Man, this this. This this could be the this is it, Rick. This, this, this is it. We'll be waiting on. This could be the turning point. But it's not. <laughs> Come eight, on. Eight man. Through, eight, if you stop the chapter twelve, yeah. Come on, man. Okay. I, if you stop the chapter twelve, this is it. That's great. What happened? Well, you know, thirteen is always that unlucky number. <laughs> So, chapter 13, mm-hmm. Nehemiah tours the city, and and he finds that the people have not been fulfilling the covenant vows. You know, the temple is being neglected. Mm-hmm. Got unqualified people, you know, got jobs and ain't doing what they're supposed to do. Yeah, holding a position, but not the qualification. That's it. Okay. You got people violating the Torah, you know, dishonoring the Sabbath by working on the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. Then you got people setting up markets. 
selling on the Sabbath. You know, just living wrong. But they just vowed. They just confessed their sins. They just renewed the covenant and vowed to follow the Torah. But they, you know, got great celebrations. Yeah, they part. They now. Now I'm telling. They know. <laughs> they they know. know how right. to throw a party. They know how to throw a party. <laughs> but they don't know how to obey. Yeah, that's. that's I mean. Right. So Nehemiah goes on a rampage. I mean, you know, I mean, he really he's upset. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh he's he started beating people up. You know, <laughs> he did. And one of them doesn't say he 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 pulled he, some dude's he hair. He pulled half. Yeah, he made a guy ball, pulled the hair from his head, and and then he was yelling, "Obey the commands of the Torah." While he was pulling the hair, he that don't say that. He right. kept doing it all the time. Oh, okay. And okay. While he was beating everybody up, and he's running and just yelling and screaming because he's mad. You okay. know. Um, but mm. by doing this now, Nehemiah shows it's possible to be a strong leader and a man of God at the same time. Well, I mean, that's what they need. They need somebody to lead by example. Right. Because we know Nehemiah loved God because mm-hmm. he, he knew the word and he loved the word and he loved God. Okay. But, you know, after all is said and done, Nehemiah, Nehemiah's final words were like, uh, remember me, O God, for good, you know, for my good. Yeah. Because he, he did all he could do. Yeah, I mean, that's all you can. I mean, when, when you... You got all, like Moses. He had all those people. And Moses did a lot more complaining than we see. You right. Know, Nehemiah. Like Nehemiah. He ain't yeah, complaining. Man, Nehemiah ain't complaining. He right. just, he taking care of business. He saw something. And fixed it. And prayed. Mm-hmm. After and he pulled the hat. Well. <laughs> <laughs> did, was he, did he pray before he pulled the hat? He, at this time, I think he was just upset. Okay. All right. Now, folks. Now, when you get upset, that don't mean stop pulling folks' hair. And beating people up. Yeah, you can't do that. And yelling. If you do, don't say you heard it here. Right. Right. I don't have that Aflac. You know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, at this point now, the people are back in their lands. Okay. You know, and um, the spiritual state is unchanged. Hmm. We got them where we want them. Yeah. Yeah. But like we said last, you know, last last lab, mm-hmm. the hearts hadn't changed. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. There's got to be a transformation of the heart. Correct. Which hasn't happened yet. Mm-hmm. And that's where the problem comes in, you know. So God has to fulfill his promises. And, you know, I guess we just got to keep reading to find out what happens. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's right. going to be interesting. But, I mean, these I'm loving these um, these these underlying stories of, you know, these situations with these people. But how they, they play right into our everyday lives. Right. Because we have to transform our hearts. We have to make sure we've, we're following uh, godly examples and being examples and what we know is, is uh, the spirit, what's spiritually right. So it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out, Rich. I'm, I'm, you got me kind of excited now, man. I'm, like ready, said, to, I'm ready to walk. Because Nehemiah, like, you know, if you think about it, in the beginning, we talked about Nehemiah. He was a praying man. He loved God. Mm-hmm. He was obedient to God. Right. He didn't move without praying to God. So Nehemiah really setting a, an example of how we should actually live our lives every day. So, um, but you know, what is God to do to fulfill His promises? We're gonna have to keep on reading, man. All right. We gotta keep reading. We gotta keep walking. I mean, that, that's we have to find out what these things are, right? You know, so we can live them. Well, Mike, we got one lap to do it. One right. more lap in this in this set All in right. season two. That's crazy, and that's what. Esther. Esther. Huh. Okay. So, um, 
again, I want to thank everybody for following us at this time. At this time, you know. Yes, please. Season two is a little longer than season one. A little, a little bit, not but, much. But uh, it's 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 a great season. It is a great season. It's a great season. Well, Mike, I'm loving this walk with you, my best friend. I'm loving it with you too, Rich. I'm elated to be able to share with you, our listeners. So uh, let's continue to walk together, and uh, thanks for stopping by, and we'll see you on the next lap. Yeah. Y'all go get a snack. We already had one. <laughs> we snack food we got out here today. Well, let's get our second snack, Mike. Let's go. All right, peace. <laughs>